Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. It's Monday. We're going to talk some NASCAR with our good friend Rod Mullins. And Rod, uh, I'm sure, is bleary-eyed from being up late, I'd say, last night. But it was technically this morning as uh, the race in Nashville with rain and lightning and all, everything else going on. It seemed like, uh, you know, it was pretty close to Noah needing to get an arc out there. Uh, before that race uh, would end in the wee hours, Chase Elliott with the win. Uh, but a grueling night, uh, Rod, for the teams, fans, people watching at home, everybody, uh, for Chase Elliott to get this win. Yeah, what a way for NBC to start the uh, the the thing of starting out this part of the series and everything and carrying them on into the playoffs and down to the final race. Yeah, this race uh, got delayed twice because of lightning, and it was within the eight-mile radius. Now, if it had been outside the eight-mile radius, I don't think they would have minded too much, but they said that uh, lightning struck at least twice, I think, within a seven-mile radius, and they can't take a chance with that, so... Everybody out of the stands, everybody out of the cars, they went to the infield. Some of them, of course, the uh, the uh, crews, they kind of hung around there and played Frisbee and stuff in the infield there on pit road. Uh, a couple of them did. But other than that, um, you know, the race did go late. Um, I kind of expected it to go late, especially with the, uh, the two lightning uh, delays. But I was definitely surprised that Chase Elliott pulled this win off. Uh, this was a race that was almost dominated at first by the Toyotas and the drivers, the Toyota drivers. They did well. Um, Kyle Busch, he went from, I think, last place to first place and then finished uh, 21st out of the race. Denny Hamlin was running up there close to the front. He and Martin Truex Jr., who, matter of fact, found some new life this week and suddenly came to life as a driver after he said, I'm signed with Joe Gibbs for the 2023 season. He showed some spurts of greatness out there last night. But, uh, you know, still, what ended up happening, though, Elliott pulled away from Kurt Busch and took his number nine um, Chevrolet across the finish line by a margin of 0.551 seconds. Now, that's pretty close, though, but he also beat those other three drivers of Toyotas, Denny Hamlin, Truex, and Kyle Busch, who led, by the way, 250 of 300 laps at that track. So it was a it was an accomplishment in itself, but Hendrick had trouble on Sunday afternoon. I don't know if you saw it, uh, Chris, or not. Uh, one, you know, uh, here goes William Byron. William Byron goes. He ends up having to pit goes into the pits and he's out of it, uh, blows something up in the engine. And then not more than maybe a half a lap after they restarted and they come back here, Alex Bowman turns around, hits the wall and his day is pretty much done as well. So that's two of the cars right there of Hendrick Motorsports. And you only had Larson and Elliott still out there being able to, uh, you know, carry the banner for Hendrick Motorsports, but Elliott ends up uh, pulling away with the win out of it. Uh, Kyle Larson finished, um, uh, Let's see, I'm thinking eighth place, I think is what it was, eighth or ninth place in the race. And uh, so he finished, uh, you know, really respectable, but it was still a dominated race. Uh, Chase Elliott came through when he needed to to defeat the Toyotas. Elliott's second one of the season, um, mm -hmm. which is uh, good for him for playoff positioning. Interesting late race strategy. Uh, a number of the guys at the lead uh, decided not, I think it was nine laps ago, they decided yeah. not to go in and get uh, more what was it fuel tires they, they 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 made they made a move there as a risk uh but mm -hmm. uh ended up paying off for the guys at the front yeah the tires were the big thing that's what they were having to go in and go get was tires in order to try to see if they could make it those final you know nine laps of the race and and so forth i you know i think it was a good call 
think it was one of those gutsy calls that you have to make sometimes. If you stay out there on the track, you're going to be, you know, squirrely. You're going to get all over the track because your tires aren't sticking. And, of course, this is already after the weather had changed. You know, some of the rubber had kind of maybe gotten a little bit washed off the track and so forth from the little brief showers that they had a couple of times. But still, this was one of those races where you had to take a chance. You had to take a gut check chance and find out, say, have we got the team that can pull this off? And sure enough, Hendrick was able to pull it off. But, you know, uh, Kurt Busch, he said that the only thing that he regretted about the runner-up finish in this race was not being more aggressive on the final restart. He said, you know, he wanted to throw some fenders in there, but he didn't get the job done. He said, everybody's smiling. He says, you know, but I let them down. I should have come up with a better plan. And so, you know, Kurt Busch, that's kind of a rare thing for him right there. Used to years ago, he would have been throwing fenders left and right, trying to go through there to try to win that race. But lo and behold, he kind of held back a little bit, but still, you know, a respectable finish for him coming in second out of that. And they were second with their Camry. So they wanted to do it over again, of course, but you know, you only get to this elite level and he said Elliot got the job done after everything was all said and done. Bubba Wallace had some fun on the radio with his team when uh, he was he was in sixth place, uh, had to pit because of a loose wheel. Uh, take us more into that one. All I can say is the loose wheel uh, controversy continues in NASCAR, and I don't think that they have found a solution just yet. I'm waiting to find out what the um, – I guess waiting to find out what the um, the decision handed down by NASCAR is going to be about loose wheel, not having it on, you know, the thing falling off or anything like that. Uh, this is a really touchy kind of thing. You know, he, he had ran really well. Practice had had some of the fastest practice laps of anybody out there. But this, again, is one of those things of a team that's learning to have to go through adversity about different things and how they adjust and adapt to adversity. And, uh, you know, he had said, I think in a quote this past week before the Nashville race, he needed to settle down. He needed to kind of tone back what he's been saying. He kind of needed to be a little nicer about things or a little bit more, I don't know how you can say it, but a little bit more uh, serious, I guess, to a certain degree. He's he's kind of gotten a critique from a lot of people saying over and over at different times that he has been a little too mouthy at different times and things like that. But it's ended up he is now taking a look back on it. But, you know, I would be frustrated, too, if my tire was wobbling and, you know, pretty much off the car. I would be upset, too, going into the pits. I would probably tell my team you're not getting the job done. So, you know, that's that's for Bubba and his team to solve this week and everything before they go to road America. Yeah. What he, what he said uh, on the radio too is uh, his team was leave me the blank alone. Don't talk to me the rest of the race. Yeah. <laughs> you is, see that? You see, it's a family show. That's kind of the reason why I wanted to stay away from that. Right yeah, there. <laughs> you can, you can fill in the blank and uh, it wasn't, the, it wasn't one of the better versions of the blank. And no. then, um, uh, yeah, his, his, his crew chief, uh, booty Barber tried to, you know, Barker tried to talk him out of it. Uh, and, and to Wallace's credit, he, he was 31st when he got back out on the track and he, mm -hmm. he uh, raced his way back into 12th place. Uh, but yeah, and he's been frustrated a lot with his team this season. Um, it's a new team, the, uh, you know, 2311 racing, a, a new team, a lot of new folks, uh, involved with that ride. But, uh, you know, the pressure is probably on a guy like Bubba Wallace yeah. to achieve more. He's one of the, he's more, one of the more recognizable names in the sport right now. And, and he's, you know, the team's not getting the job done right now. 
Well, you know, and it's not just him either. I've, you know, I've read something over the past week about uh, Haley Deegan. She's trying in the Xfinity series. She's in the cra- in the uh, about to say the Craftsman Truck Series, but the old Camping World Truck Series is what she's in. Uh, she's expressing a lot of frustration right now. <clears throat> Her Xfinity ride is just not where it's supposed to be yet. And you know, now you've got the the naysayers kind of throwing in things of Hallie Deegan. She is she another version of Danica Patrick out of this, making excuses about these things. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that's looking at Bubba Wallace and they're saying the same thing. I mean, you know, it's one thing to win a race flat out, but to win a race when they call it for rain and you've been in the right place at the right time, what happened to Bubba for his first win? You know, there's people that are going to say that, you know, he's, he's not that good, but you've got to take into consideration. This is a very young team. Like what we were talking about, they're having to learn the the ropes just as much as he's trying to learn the ropes. It's not just driving a different car as much as it is trying to learn what your crew chief is telling you what to do, what the crew is being able to put out there for you. And, you know, in one way, he's kind of got a right to go off and say to him, you know, you know, don't, you know, let him go, you know, blank this, blank this. He's kind of got a right to do it. But, you know, hey, the pressure is on, though. The pressure is on not only of him being you know, a black African-American driver in the sport, but the pressure is also on Hallie Deegan, who's also a a female that's running in the sport right now. And you don't have that many females. She's wanting to make the jump up to cup. Um, You know, if she doesn't do well in the Xfinity series or really take off here in the Xfinity series, she's going to kind of be a flash in the pan. She's going to be stuck in the truck series or she'll be stuck in a ARCA series, right? But she won't make any headway on what she's trying to do. And the same thing goes for Bubba. He needs to pull off a big win here. And it's one that's not rain shortened in order for people to start really taking him and that team seriously. But, you know, there will be people that will say, well, look who you've got as an owner. And it's not Michael Jordan. We're talking about Denny Hamlin in there because we don't know what's going on with Denny Hamlin from one minute to the next. We, we just hear this stuff about him. He's frustrated. He's running good with Joe Gibbs and then frustrated with his team. You know, there's going to be a decision that's going to have to come up. I think sooner or later with Denny Hamlin, it's going to have to be, hey, do I spend my time looking now at solely looking at all this stuff as a team owner, or do I dedicate myself to driving? So there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts in there about that. No question. And, you know, I look – I mean, I, I, I cover basketball as well. And, uh, Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all the cachet that Michael Jordan's name carries with it, I mean, he's the most – arguably the most recognizable athlete in, in, on, the, on the planet. You know, he, Muhammad Ali might be one of those guys. LeBron James might be one of those guys. Michael Jordan probably is the guy. Um, his Charlotte Hornets team have, has not succeeded. Um, you know, he's not been able to translate uh, his success on the court as a player mm-hmm. to success for his franchise in the NBA in any way, shape, or form, either in wins, uh, in terms of business. And so here's a guy that, yeah, he, he owns this team, and the other owner of this team is, is still racing for another mm-hmm. team. Um, so who do you got running it? And, yeah, you, you make a great point. If you're, if you're Bubba Wallace, a black driver, if you're, if you're a woman driving on one of the circuits, um, you're, you're, you're one of one right now uh, mm-hmm. if you're one of those two. Um, and you know, all the pressure's on you because, because there's a spotlight and, um, you probably feel more heat and you want to see, you, you feel more pressure to succeed than the average white guy driver out there, honestly. Um, and, and, uh, you know, you, you, a lot of folks ha- have a lot of hopes hanging on mm-hmm. your shoulders and, uh, yeah, that, that's probably tough to have to, to, to go around in. 
Well, you know, and, and this is me. I thought about it the other day when I was, I think I'd, I'd been to, um, to Wiser Norton and I was coming back and I was coming back home and I thought of it and I'm like, NASCAR needs a driver right now, a female driver, sort of along the lines of a Janet Guthrie. And that is someone that knows the car inside out, a female that knows that car like the back of her own hand, but at the same time is professional. Uh, this is the thing right now that's getting me. Um, Hallie Deegan has had certain things that have happened in the sport. Uh, she's been, she's claimed she's been stalked by people. Uh, there have been people that have been stalking her and her family and so forth. And also she gets mad. She's been getting mad at the end of the race, uh, going to somebody that maybe bumped her 150 laps into a 200 lap feature and she gets mad at him and she goes off on him and stuff. You know, sooner or later you have to learn to say, Hey, look, I'm going to shut my mouth about this. I'm just going to do payback on the track and I'm just going to let it go at that point. But we're talking heart rates the other night, uh, Tony Stewart in that SRX racing series, uh, Tony Stewart's heart rate, even though he owns that series, he was running that series of those specialty cars, 163 beats per minute. You're driven on adrenaline. And so if something happens to you, somebody taps you, uh, yeah, your adrenaline level is way up there and your heartbeat is too. So anything can happen. I mean, you know, anything can really happen out there on the track. And so I think Hallie Deegan's going to have to learn. I think Bubba Wallace, both of them, they have their backs to the wall. Bubba, especially right now, since he's made it to the cup. Um, I say this too, Eric Jones. He has made more of an impact at Petty GMS Racing in the time that he's been there than what Bubba Wallace had when he was there at Petty Racing. Now, I think, let's switch it out a little bit. If he was at Petty GMS, what would he be doing right now? Nobody knows. But Eric Jones has definitely delivered on his end of the bargain. He's been close. He's almost been, he had victory snatched away from him here a couple of races ago. Uh, Could have come away with a, a big win. Uh, but you know, that team, like I said, is on the cusp and I, I don't think 2311 is right now on that cusp of that winning, uh, winning consistency that somebody like Petty GMS or for that matter, Trackhouse racing has been able to accomplish this season. So let's look ahead to this weekend, Sunday, uh, at 3 PM road America, NASCAR heading to Wisconsin, uh, get us ready for, uh, this weekend. Well, road America, another break in point for everybody else about the uh the road courses i know if, if, if you're out there and you say i hate the road, co- road courses i don't want to talk about them anymore too bad it's going to happen again because we're racing at road america this weekend and that's another good course um yeah we would automatically say after especially all this stuff that's been going on hey uh chase elliott's probably a shoe in for this but you know now if you uh if you give daniel suarez a little bit more of a, a possibility yeah, he, he could come home with a win. Ross Chastain could come home with a win because they've definitely proved at Trackhouse that they are capable of winning on the road course. But that doesn't mean that somebody out of that. I'm looking for another, how can I say this, a surprise winner out of the stack. Um, not somebody that we've already talked about with Chase Elliott or, you know, with a um, yeah, another driver out there, Kyle Busch, for example. I'm talking about somebody that's in the pack somewhere that hasn't won a race yet because if they win this race, we're going to be back again to this uh, age-old thing that we've been saying since probably about the fourth or fifth race of the season. If we keep on mixing it up with this many, track, uh, this many tracks and these drivers and these wins, 
uh, somebody could be on the outside looking in. And I hate to keep on harping on that, but uh, yeah, somebody's going to have to come up and uh, get another win or something out of this to kind of lock themselves in. But still, they're going to have to race well for the rest of the season. Road America is a good course for them to be able to uh, test on and everything. But, you know, this week, they a uh, lot of the uh, racers, I'm sure, were racing with heavy hearts uh, over the loss of Bruton Smith. And I'm sure they still will be this week. Um, I was going to mention, too, that they had uh, publicly announced his uh, funeral arrangements. I think the funeral is Thursday in Charlotte. It's open to the public. Um, I was telling my wife, I said, that's going to be a big affair. There's going to be a bunch of people there. If it's open to the public, it's going to be a big deal. But, uh, you know, Bruton Smith's done a tremendous amount of stuff, and he's done a tremendous amount for some of those drivers that's out there on the track. And so it will it will be interesting to see how some of them perform this coming week at Road America, the same way that they performed at Nashville this past weekend. Well, Rod, as always, thank you for all the updates, insight into the world of NASCAR. Look, look forward to talking to you again next week. Okay, appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.